This is CliffCentral.com. Here's Anthea. She's. She's back. Uh, she had a bacterial infection. Oh. I don't know what that was. Was it revolting? Was it some kind of. Um, do you want to tell us about it? Do I want? Do you want to hear about it? Well, I got yes. E. coli. <laughs> oh God! From what? Um, yeah, I don't know. Probably eating or drinking bad water, eating something bad. Who knows? Mm. Anything can happen when you're in Ghana. I, suspe- I suspect. So you, you, but you're okay now. Um, you're not infectious. Yeah, I'm still on antibiotics. I shouldn't be. I mean, mm-hmm. I probably don't want to be intimate with me. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, uh, that spoils the, be safe the money. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Sia. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. You might still have a bacterial infection. All right, what, what are you doing in Ghana? Ah, so we we've got clients who own properties in Ghana and are developing um, hotels and self catering apartments, not just in Ghana but also in Cote d'Ivoire, and Nigeria. And so I went to see my clients and mm-hmm. talk to them and just generally just check out the economy in Ghana. They are growing at 6.3% per annum. Can you believe that? I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. Mabali and I saw a picture of you in a hard hat oh, on yes. a construction site. <laughs> That's right. So they're building all these very, very cool buildings. I mean, Ghana is not easy. It's difficult, TIA. And, um, but, yeah, they're building fantastic um so Accra is, is Accra. it looks mm-hmm. like a pretty exciting place to be at the moment. Yes, I think there's lots of growth, lots happening there. They're coming off the IMF program, which should be interesting. Their interest rates are coming down. We're look the interest rate is currently about eighteen percent. I mean they've got inflation at over ten percent. <laughs> That'll make us nervous. Um but they're probably cutting interest rates, they're stabilizing the economy. I mean, I think the one thing I'm worried about is that they've got elections coming up in 2020 and the government or the incumbent always overspend. So potentially have to, mm. having to go back on the – they overspend so much that they have to go back on the IMF program. They Jeez. are the world's second largest cocoa producer. So I brought chocolates for oh, everybody. Thanks, Anthea. Pleasure. So this is cocoa cocoa. The yeah. real thing. Yeah, and it's not, it's, it's different to like the Swiss chocolate or mm-hmm. the Cadbury's kind of stuff that we get. It's a bit bitter. raw almost. Nice. Mm. Sounds good. Probably yeah, the healthier. Dark, the dark one's very bitter. Um, I don't know how much, what percentage it is. Hmm. And there, do you have any clients in, for example, Bora Bora and Jamaica? So these clients <laughs> that I Italian saw, villa. one of them lives in Accra and the other one lives in Monaco, Sia. <laughs> So this is also a country where malaria is still an issue. Yes, and you would have thought I'd get malaria, but no, I got E. coli. All right, you, you can't <laughs> pinpoint what kind of food it was. Let's just yeah. talk a little bit about our local markets okay. because I'm, I'm interested in Ghana, but we can always get to that just now. Um, what's been happening last couple of days? Um, so we've had a decent run. The RAND's been really weak. We're probably pre-Ramaposa levels, um, 12.36 to the U.S. dollar, which, of course, helps our RAND hedge market. So the market's gone up a bit. It's so volatile. Last month, we were down 4.5%. This month, so far, we're up over 4% already. Uh, it's all over the place. I mean, it's not like your cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is up 74% this month. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? Yeah, There's a knows? whole lot of articles talking about whales and the guy who are buying because yeah. that's what they call the big buyers. Um, but anyway, and you know me. I, what do I know about 
cryptocurrency. Um, other than if you're going to trade it, I'd say you need nerves of steel and a crash helmet probably. Yeah, both. Um, and then oil. Oil's, oil's a funny one at the moment. It's above $74 a barrel. Um, and that's worrying because remember last year we were talking about how the shale producers could so easily switch on the taps and at $50 a barrel they'd become profitable. Right. They should be well into profit by now and, and, and outperforming the traditional oil producers. Why but, not? But the whole point is they should keep, because they're going to add supply into the market, they should keep the price of oil down. Yeah. But it's not happening. So I don't, I don't know where are all the shale producers. I mean, cause as South Africans, we've already had how many petrol price hikes in mm-hmm. the last two months? Two, right? No. Two big ones. Um, so we, yeah, I guess probably all this talk about sanctions on Iran and war breaking out and that'll always send the oil price higher. So I think that's and, probably and what's OPEC, driving it. OPEC still have a, a stranglehold on it to some degree. That's right. And OPEC really are talking the price of oil higher. There's no doubt about that. And All I right. think the market's buying it, basically. So Steinhoff, uh, back in the news, as if they ever left the news since they crashed and burned last year. What's going on there? So they're back in the news because they had their AGM last week in Amsterdam, of course, because that's where their primary listing is. Really, Was it a mess? No. So that I think if it was in South Africa, it probably would have been absolutely horrific. Um, and you would have seen shareholders attending and really complaining, but it was actually just dull, to be honest. Um, yeah, like, I don't know, nothing really exciting. Um, the shares back at two rand, two rand something. So trading with a two rand handle, as we say, versus back in the news because they're still talking about this 320 million euro payment that Steinoff made to Vissa's companies. And he's saying, well, actually, it was a forward payment for his ShopRite and Star shares, blah, blah, blah. And the market's saying, that's not cool. Like, you can't just take shareholder money and pay the founder and chairman or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so the question, I think, is it corruption or is it governance? And it's probably a governance issue. Like I say that as if I still think Visa is innocent. I, I actually do, you know. Yeah, well, who knows? Because this tangled web. Mm-hmm. It's very complicated. But in the meantime, where is Marcus Euster? And why is he not accounting for himself? Was he at the meeting? Um, no, he wasn't. Um, and he, I think, probably still trying to sell resources. I don't know. Yeah, but do we know where in the world he is at the moment? He's do in we? South Africa. Okay. so yeah. He's been spotted. And he can, walk around, he can walk around freely having um, ruined so many people's prospects. Yeah, that, that's the real issue because you would have thought that the Dutch or German government would be doing something about it, but actually they just haven't yet. Or our government. How about that? I don't think our government are even investigating it, actually. Well, isn't that ridiculous? That's ridiculous, yeah. If you think about how many billions have gone down the loo, including uh, public money, um, you know, public pension money. Yep, huge, huge amounts. I mean, so the board... Is kind of collapsing. Johan van Sel was one of the big directors, ex-Sunlam guy. He now runs Arc Capital. He resigned. You know, Arc Capital is Patrice Matsepe's investment right. holding company. They're doing interesting things. Oh, watch this company. They're investing in a company called Rain, which plays in the 4G LTE kind of spectrum um, industry or sector. Difficult to value the company because they don't give us numbers, but it was started by Michael Jordan, ex-FNB, 
and Willem Roos, who's, who founded and ran Outsurance for a long time. So I think that's an interesting one to hold on to. Arc shares trading at a fairly big discount at the moment. I, I think last time I checked it was about 37% discount to their net asset value. Huh. Um, will that gap close? I'm, I'm not really sure. I don't think so. I think you're going to need a fairly big catalyst, although if rain came on board and we've had a couple of conversations with their management, that could potentially kick the share higher. It's, it's, ARC is probably one of those shares that you want to buy and put away, buy a little bit and put in the bottom drawer for three, four, five years. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes okay. good to have those. Absolutely. Tell me about Sagarmata. Oh, Dr. Iqbal surveys, non-listing. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is, and someone actually sent us an email and wanted your comment on this. So I'm glad that we, we have some time to get to it. Okay. So they were supposed to list on Friday the 13th. Unlucky for some, they didn't list or the JSE didn't allow them to list. Not so much bad luck as I think bad business practice. The JSE said that they had not submitted their financial statements. And another thing, this company's making like losses, like just like, uh, Five years of losses. It's a difficult company to list. The interesting thing about it is every, what everyone's talking about is why the PIC and the Black Business Council want to be buying shares in this company. And not just shares, but huge amounts of shares. First and, of all, what's their business? Oh, so they think they're going to be the unicorn of Africa. So they're the next Google for Africa. But as somebody said, Africa already has Google. Um and, and they're and, going and, and to do Iqbal media. Serve. Uh, Iqbal Serve is no whiz kid. Oh, is that how you say his name? Serve. I thought it was Iqbal Serve. Iqbal Serve. <laughs> okay. he, he's the guy who has pretty much made the reputation of independent newspapers a, a, a bathroom discussion. Well, so yeah. So that's what's in it. IO Technologies um, and a couple of other kind of media, internet companies. They they think they're going to be the next, and you know what a unicorn is, right? It's that no. it's the term that comes from it's, San Francisco. It, it doesn't exist. Is the important no, thing? No, no, no. Oh. Unicorns are what they call companies from Silicon Valley that get valuations of a billion dollars or more. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh. So you think he's going to be an African unicorn? Anyway, okay. um, <laughs> good luck to you, dude. And and, and I think I'm going to grow a, a unicorn horn in my head as well. <laughs> Yeah, because listen to this. I mean, this is, this is fairly, fairly far-fetched. Their net asset value is 15 cents a share. And the PIC was prepared to pay 43 rand a share. What? Yeah. Haven't they learnt? That's 280 something times so, over. So who is who making, making the decision yeah. at PIC? Good question. I mean, who's <laughs> prepared to throw public money? These are, these are public servants there. They're, their their pensions. This is their savings. Yep. Who's prepared to throw that at Iqbal Serve? Somebody at PIC and the Black. You may as well go into the casino Council, and put it on thirty two. Who don't have money were willing to pay, put in two hundred and forty million rand. I want to know where they got that money from because I know they're not a profitable business, or if they're, they're not even a business, it's a council, right? It's an entity. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't have income. And so, of course, the, the, this this is. I, I think this this is a real issue because Dr. Iqbal Serve plays on this. We're going to invest in black entrepreneurs, and I'm a black entrepreneur. And 
So people get very uptight when the listing doesn't happen because now we are not promoting black yes, economic it's, it's, empowerment. Yeah, it's white and monopoly people like, capital. Yeah, there you go. And people like me are going, yeah, I'm not sure I want to pay 286 times over the net asset value for the share. And the, the JSE has got to be so careful at the moment. I mean, with the Steinhoff thing that happened, and it wasn't on, on the, the just the JSE, but it's affected so many people in terms of, of credibility when it comes to these companies you can invest in? So one of um, Sagamata's um, media companies, newspapers, wrote an interesting article about how the PIC backs white companies such as Steinoff and mining companies and uh, the Ruperts. And, you know, if they get into trouble, they'll invest in them and they're invested in... Oh, What's a uh, uh, nice person? Why not Sagamatha? And, and so it's an interesting discussion. And I'll well, tell that's you like why. Me, that's like me setting up a Shabin and saying, you know, why are you investing in South African breweries instead of my Shabin? Yeah. Because you've got a worthless Shabin you've just built on the side of the road. That's what Sagamatha is compared to those companies. Where, you, where is your money safer? Ask go. the question. All right. We've got to move on, though, because yeah. you, you mentioned uh, unicorns. So Google and YouTube, let's just talk about them for a minute. Um, they, Alphabet's obviously reported. Yeah. Um, good thing you mentioned Google and, and YouTube because that's where the kind of growth has come from. Ad sales growth was phenomenal. Alphabet made a quarterly profit of 9.4 billion dollars. That's for three months. Hmm. <laughs> well, sorry, 9.4. Billion dollars in three months. Yeah. Profit. Profit. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Profit. Just wanted to let that sink in for a moment. <laughs> How many zeros is that, Sia? Shucks. A lot of money. It, it, that is a lot of zeros enough for yachts and villas. That's all I know. So 2.4 billion of that was actually accountable to a revaluation of kind of the Uber and the Airbnb, the investments that they've been undervaluing because there was a change in the accounting policy. So it's kind of paper money almost, if you like. Okay. Um, and, and actually the market just didn't like this result, to be honest, because the market was saying, well, that's great, but uh, there's kind of a once off $2.4 billion mm. accretion. And also the costs in Alphabet have skyrocketed. I mean, like little things, like they paid $1.1 billion for 2,000 Taiwanese employees from HTC to come and work for Alphabet. Um, and also they're just spending lots of money on trying to catch up with Amazon, I guess, and kind of trying to stay relevant and and yeah, grow. Can you that's, imagine the pressure in those companies? But that's exactly it. If you don't, if you don't keep on upping the ante and keep showing growth and keep showing your shareholders that you're going to make them richer and richer and richer every year, you're going backwards. That's exactly Most companies, you'd be happy to be making five billion, and now shareholders are going, "What? There's this two point four billion we don't like, and you're not making, you're not growing as fast as you should, and your costs are high, and you're like, but there's billions in profit. But you know that's how Steiner started. Yeah. That's exactly Steinoff's problem, problem because they started off well and then they have to carry on from a high base and the CEO is going, well, if I put this here and I change this here and I, I revalue this like, and I can yeah. make it look and I take some of this, uh, these losses off balance sheet, well, then actually this looks great. Oh, and then I have to do it again next year because I did it last year and I have to build on that. 
And next mm. thing you know, you're in a mess. Yeah. Absolute disaster. But I mean, the point is, if you're going to be a listed company, you just have to let it happen. I think you, you, you are just at the hands of investors, analysts, and shareholders, um, and the market, I guess. Right. And you, and you have to take the pain. That's part of the problem. And the reason, the reason these companies go to market is so that they can get capital to grow the company. And which leads me nicely into my next one, Netflix. Because they are coming to market issuing junk bonds. And I say junk bonds, not because I think they're junk, but because <laughs> you know how this works, right? Uh, the ratings agencies will say they're not investment-grade bonds. Netflix are raising $1.9 billion to invest in, wait for it, new content, which I think is very exciting. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So look out for new shows on Netflix. Netflix is currently, wait for it, again – the S&P 500, which is the index in the U.S., the best performing stock year to date, up 70% since the beginning of January. Isn't mm. that unbelievable? That Jeez. is good. Yeah. Anyway, these bonds that they're issuing, they're, in other words, when they're, when they're issuing bonds, they're basically lending money, sorry, borrowing money from shareholders, right? It's a 10-year maturity, so you have to wait for 10 and a half years to get your money back, and they're paying an interest rate of 58 Eight seven five percent, or or that's where the indications are. Hmm. Yeah, very. It's it's an interesting story because we always talk about equities and hardly about bonds because bonds are just backwards actually. Um, but so yeah, so if you want to buy some Netflix bonds and you want them to pay you an interest rate of five point nine percent, I there think today or tomorrow, tomorrow the auction ends. Oh, all right, Antia. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Mm. There's a look at uh, the money, and uh, please don't get sick in Ghana again. People are asking about you. Right. Anthea Gardner, the money shot. around in our heads now. Yes, those numbers, the huge big numbers. This is cliffcentral.com.